Chicago White Sox pitching lived up to their reputation on Monday against the Kansas City Royals. It was a painful game to watch as the White Sox lost 12 to 5. A day after the Sox scored 17 runs and had 18 hits, they put up a five run, eight hit performance. Uh, Dylan Cease had a terrible outing, and Aaron Bummer was miserable in relief. Uh, White Sox will try to get back on track on Tuesday night with Lucas Giolito on the mound. You are locked on White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome back to Lockdown White Sox. Thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. Uh, also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Lockdown White Sox. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan, recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Our Chicago White Sox take on the Kansas City Royals once again on Tuesday. Lucas Giolito on the hill for the Sox. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search White Sox. Our Chicago White Sox are now 12-24 and 24 on the season. My oh my, um, didn't see that coming uh, on Monday, necessarily. Um, didn't think they were going to score 17 runs. Uh, and traditionally, the Sox have kind of, you know, fallen on their faces after a big offensive output. Uh, but still, uh, I just felt like with Dylan Cease on the hill uh, against a guy like Zach Granke that, you know, we could figure him out. We, we can, we, you know, we can, uh, we can make quick work of him. Uh, I did not expect that type of game on Monday. That was uh, that was rough. Uh, Sox lost twelve to five in Kansas City, and I really shouldn't have been surprised. I talked about it on the previous episode. The Royals play the Sox really difficult in Kauffman Stadium. Sox don't score a ton of runs uh, a day after they you know have a huge offensive explosion, but. I, I tried to talk myself into, well, things are going to be different. You know, uh, things are cooking for the Sox offensively. They had back-to-back series wins, uh, you know, uh, Dylan Cease on the hill. But it's been a different Dylan Cease this year. And it, it, what a miserable outing for him on Monday. So coming into a Monday's game in Kauffman Stadium, the Sox had won five of their last seven back-to-back series uh, this was Graffol during the uh, during this past weekend. Uh, he said, "We dug ourselves a hole, and we've got to claw out of it." And you know, you got to claw out of it by winning. You know, like going on another five of seven stretch, maybe winning ten in a row. You know, this this you know, win a couple, then then go back and and completely fall on your face like you did on Monday. It's not even Jekyll and Hyde. I mean, that would be a 500 team. They're just 
they're just so unpredictable, um, you know, and they give you a little bit of hope. And this was supposed to be, again, you know, this quote unquote easy stretch uh, of May. And uh, I, they're not they're just nothing has really changed uh, in my mind uh, to get me now it, it really confident that they're going to dig themselves out. Uh, prior to Monday's game, this was Daryl Van Scoven in the Chicago Sun-Times. Uh, he wrote, when a team with a postseason expectations gets off to a 12-23 tw- uh, start, begins to gain some traction with five wins in seven games, but loses perhaps its best hitter in Aloy Jimenez to an appendectomy as the Sox did Saturday, it's all hands on deck. This is what Grafol said. That's when leadership comes through. Uh, You lose a guy, not only is he in the middle of your lineup, uh, but you lose a guy who's hot in the middle of your lineup. That's when leadership comes to the forefront. Uh, You've just got to keep moving, keep moving forward. We have to find ways to win. We have to do whatever we can to win a baseball game, Grafol said. Uh, Lance Lynn knows others look up to him. It comes with the gig. Uh, have to make sure they're not panicking, Lance Lynn said. And if you see they're not panicking, it gives you a little break to say this is part of it. You're going to have skids. Unfortunately, we did it right out of the gate. That doesn't mean the season is over. We have a lot of time left, and we have to figure out how to right the ship and best navigate it the rest of the way. Uh, That whole don't panic thing, very Uh, reminiscent of what we were talking about in the previous episode with uh, Dave Martinez of the Washington Nationals in 2019 uh, when they turned things around after a slow start. Um, You know, yeah, you you don't want to panic, and I get it. It's uh, Everybody's going to go through skids. Uh, Every baseball team throughout history, I feel like, has had just rough patches every now and then in a season. And yes, the Sox did it at the beginning of the season. But I again, I'm not seeing, you know, yeah, there have been moments, but we need more than moments. I mean, we need to, we need the Sox to just go on an absolute tear. I mean, they have to play completely different baseball uh, and really pitching, not only starting pitching, uh, but relief pitching. You can't have a couple good outings here and there, and you can't just have one starter uh, that's consistent. And that's been Lucas Giolito, who's going to be on the hill a Tuesday night for the Sox. Uh, all hands on deck is right. Uh, it's got to happen from everybody, offensively, utility guys, pitching, and it's got to happen day after day. We just need we need like a 10 to 12 game stretch. We really do right now. Uh, Sox have had a problem walking batters. It's been an issue. Starters, relievers. This was from an article from James Fegan in The Athletic very recently. Fegan wrote, White Sox pitching has issued a lot of walks through the first 35 games, uh, even after a 25-5 to strikeout-to-walk ratio over this past weekend's three-game set in Cincinnati. The Sox still tout the same 10.6% team walk rate they had at the end of April. Uh, Only the Oakland A's are issuing uh, free passes at a higher clip, and no one is taking that as much solace uh we're not going to scream at guys don't walk guys and throw fastballs right down the middle that doesn't work uh, pitching coach ethan Katz said i don't want to be the little league coach that tells everybody to stop walking guys 
Uh, that's just uh, added pressure. They're aware of it. It's a process that we try to address with stuff that we want to continue to attack with. The two out of threes, uh, first pitch strikes, the elements of the game that have been around forever that are still important that we need to do. Uh, that should help things. So uh, maybe maybe pitching coaches, uh, you know, Ethan Katz in particular, could yell, first pitch strikes or two out of threes, whatever their mantra is. Uh, something has to change, uh, a complete uh, flip, if it's possible. Uh, how about some Pedro Grafol speak? Uh, throughout uh, the length of my time with Lockdown White Sox, I've had some fun with Han speak and all of the interesting things uh, uh, that he likes to say. This is something that came from Pedro Grafol uh, just recently. Uh, Grafol talked uh, again about how time uh, uh, recovering from appendectomy will allow Eloy Jimenez's legs to be fresh when he returns, wants him to play some right field uh, with Berger getting DH time uh, when he gets back from oblique. So uh, Grafol is, uh, I mean, maybe he's looking at it in a positive way. I don't know. I think it's just uh, personally, I think it's kind of bizarre. So Aloy's recovery from his appendectomy will double as recovery for his legs. So he can play a position he shouldn't be playing uh, when he comes back. And, and that's really the ripple effect of not finding a true right fielder in the off season. Uh, you put the pressure on Oscar Colas. You fan the flames. This is the guy that we're going to go with. Uh, he has a decent spring training. It justifies uh, him starting with the big league club in Houston on opening night. Uh, and he doesn't perform offensively. No surprise there. You knew he wasn't going to. You knew he was going to scuffle uh, seeing big league pitching. Let him ride it out. Uh, you send him down. From what I'm reading, he's doing pretty well in AAA. Maybe he should have started the season in AAA. Uh, I, I don't know. It's just goofy. You know, Grafol, again, he's playing the cards that he has dealt. Uh, so while Aloy is uh, mending from this appendectomy, uh, hopefully his legs get right as well. So he can now uh, spend some uh, quality time in right field. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, also, some silver lining with all this. It sounds like Yohan Mankata might be back very soon, any day now. No official timetable I have read, but uh, it could happen soon. So hopefully uh, that will be a, a jolt to the White Sox offense. Uh, Dylan Cease uh, looked completely uncomfortable on Monday, and he was ineffective again. Sox offense uh, scored more runs than I thought they would. Uh, but they just could not overcome the poor pitching performance. More on that uh, in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Uh, make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. There's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sports book. Uh, visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. 
The White Sox play the Kansas City Royals on Tuesday. Lucas Giolito on the hill. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search White Sox. Southsiders uh, clobbered, I guess, by the Royals on Monday, 12 to 5. So Sox had the lopsided win on Sunday and then a lopsided loss for them on Monday. And again, uh, it just happens this way where they they explode offensively and it just feels like the next game uh, they fall flat. Now, five runs is more than I thought they were going to score. I, I thought we might see two or three runs and and I didn't necessarily assume that Dylan Cease was going to give up as much as he did. I, I kind of assumed, well, if, if they get into the bullpen, I'm not too confident about the Sox bullpen. But starting to get pretty concerned with Dylan Cease. Uh, he has looked off uh, this year, uh, particularly the last like three, four starts. And again, he, he started kind of slow last season, but still had better numbers than he has right now. And then he took off. So I, I don't know, maybe that's something that we're waiting for. Uh, but there there wasn't a, a lot of swing and miss stuff uh, by Dylan C. He was mortal on Monday. Really a disappointing outing against Zach Ranke for the Royals. Uh, Sox starting pitching 29th in all of baseball. Bullpen 29th. I mean, they, they absolutely lived up to their reputation on Monday. Really disappointing. Uh, Royals. Uh, they scored 12 runs on the Sox. Well, coming into the game on Monday, Royals were averaging under four runs per game. Uh, and the Sox did have the lead in this game, three to one, entering the bottom of the fourth. Uh, let's go top of one. Uh, Granke talked about him in the previous episode. Uh, 39 years old. Uh, he has seen the White Sox a ton in his career. Uh, you know, he's not going to overpower you at all with velocity. He's got an 89, 90 mile per hour fastball. He's calling his own game, which I'm sure he loves. He's got a cutter and change up. Um, you know, it's it's in a way, it's like having a position player kind of pitching or maybe a knuckleballer. You know, you just you kind of have to wait back and find your moments and not get too aggressive and overswing, which the Sox did many times. Uh, but Nothing going on for the Sox in the first. A bottom of the first, though, Cease on the mound. Uh, Bobby Witt Jr., really nice job of taking a slider to right field. That was kind of set it up for the theme of the night for Royals hitters. A lot of contact by them. Uh, he quickly stole second. Uh, Pasquantino uh, flipped one in the left field. Corners with nobody out. Uh, Perez sack fly. Witt scored. Kansas City manufactured a run early. It was one nothing KC, and then a nice four to six to three double play by the Sox. Uh, Fifteen pitches for Dylan Cease in the first. Uh, we'll go top a second. Sox answered right away. Uh, Luis Robert Jr. dropped a base hit in short right field. Oliveras misplayed a ball in right field by Sheets. Uh, Sox in business. First and second, nobody out. Uh, Yaz. I'm just saying you got to have a productive at bat here. You know, you got to take advantage. The Royals just scored. Sacks need to get on uh, on the board. Uh, he had a dribbler back to the mound. It got Luis Robert Jr. two-thirds, so I guess you can count that as a productive at bat. Uh, Hans or Alberta with a very short sack fly diving catch by the right fielder allowed Robert to score. So 
tie game at one. It was nice to see the Sox answer right back. Uh, bottom of uh, second, looking for some swing and miss stuff uh, from Dylan Cease. You know, they were Royals had a plan. Uh, they were putting a lot of balls in play. Three ground outs. Uh, again, Royals making contact. Uh, Cease, you know, he just did not have that nasty slider working early, but that's kind of been the case all season long. Uh, he was laboring with it. It was kind of out of the zone. It didn't have that bite, uh, and the Royals were patient. Top of third, uh, Granky's got this 73-mile-per-hour curveball. Again, it's like pitching. It's like facing a position player that's just throwing some junk at you, and you just got to kind of wait back and not try to lunge. T.A. with a really nice job of waiting back and just taking a Granky pitch to center for a base hit. Uh, ben Attendi benefited from a misplay by Granky. So Sox had the first two on to start the inning again. Uh, Got to take advantage of this situation. Try to pile it on Granky. Uh, Vaughn did not disappoint. A two-run double to the gap in left center. It was 3-1 Sox. I really liked the approach in this inning uh, against Granky and the ability to capitalize on opportunities. Now, however... Sox stranded two in the inning. It really could have piled it on, uh, but it was nice to, you know, score in back-to-back innings early on. Uh, bottom third, Bobby Witt Jr. with his second stolen base of the game. That was really on Cease again. Uh, Cease had a nice slider to get his first strikeout. Uh, so after three, Cease uh, had given up three hits, one earned run, zero walks, and only one strikeout. He threw 44 pitches. The over-under on strikeouts uh, that they were talking about in the pregame was five and a half, which I thought was kind of low, and it sounded like the panel thought it was low as well. But, you know, going through this game early on, it was just – it was not a typical cease type of game. You would have thought he would have had maybe two, three, maybe four strikeouts already. Uh, Top of four, Hanser Alberto uh, has been hot as of late, and he flexed some power in Cincinnati – but he decided to try for a, a bunt base hit. Uh, it did not work out, and the Sox went quietly in the inning. Uh, bottom four, Salvi Perez with a base hit down the first baseline. Uh, then a two-run home run by Melendez, a belt-high fastball that caught a ton of the plate, and it was crushed. Tie game, uh, 3-3, uh, cease. Figured out the slider to end the inning. Got a swinging strikeout. 69 pitches after four innings. Uh, top of five. Granky now settled in. Sox kind of let him off the hook. Uh, Sox without any threat for a second straight inning. It was a quick inning, too, which did not allow Dylan Cease to get much rest. Uh, bottom five. Cease had Jackie Bradley Jr. 0-2 and gave up a double in the gap. It was a breaking ball that caught too much of the plate, uh, a mistake pitch, and Bradley Jr. Uh, made him pay. Uh, an 0-2 pitch with nobody on base has to be nasty. I mean, it has to. you almost have to spike it, uh, throw it in the dirt. I'm not saying a waste pitch, but you know, a competitive, nasty slider. That was not the pitch right there. I mean, Br- Bradley Jr., nice job of hitting, just made him pay. Uh, Pasquantino teed off on Cease to right field in the inning. Uh, RBI double, it was 4-3 Royals. Cats came out with a visit, only one out. 
Cease got a big strike out of Perez and then got Melendez to pop out. Could have been worse, but this was from Scott Merkin. Three straight starts where Cease has allowed four earned runs or more. A very unceased-like from what we got used to last season. Uh, top of six, Granky was still in the game. He was rocking the White Sox to sleep. A seven straight ground balls, and then Gavin Sheets stopped the streak, smashed a seemingly line drive solo home run to right center for four uh, tie game. Granky at that point left the game. Uh, it was the second home run in as many games for Gavin Sheets. Uh, bottom of the six wheels came off. Uh, Cease was back out there with 86 pitches on his arm. Uh, and it was a tie ball game. And I just, he didn't look very competitive uh, throughout the game. He looked frustrated. His stuff wasn't working. I thought maybe go to the bullpen sooner. Maybe don't let Cease start that inning. Uh, but he was allowed to do it. Uh, and it was a rough go. Uh, KC had their leadoff hitter on. Wild pitch, which was reversed to a hit-by-pitch, uh, allowed the Royals to have runners at first and second. Cease walked Garcia, and that was it for him. So you've got Aaron Bummer, of all people, uh, coming into a bases-loaded situation with nobody out. You had left-hander Massey up. He had a line drive single to left field, 5-4 Royals, a liner past Sheets at first, two more runs scored, 7-4 Royals. Then left-hander Melendez with a base hit, uh, drove in two more runs, 9-4 Kansas City. Uh, Left-handers just eight bummers lunch. He was out. Lambert came in. Gave up a three-run double uh, to Prado, 12-4 Royals. Boy, it escalated quickly uh, in the sixth. Top of seven, Sox, or top of eighth, I'm sorry. Sox did make it 12-5 on a Hanser Alberto RBI single. Sox had the bases loaded with two outs with Adam Hazley up, but he grounded out. Uh, bottom of the eighth, interesting situation with Luis Robert Jr. He took his eyes off a fly ball. It bounced off his glove. Uh, no damage was done, but just uh, an embarrassing play by Robert out there. Loss of focus, I guess. Top of nine, uh, Sacks went quietly into the night. Uh, Cease's final line, five innings, nine hits, seven earned runs. Uh, one walk, six strikeouts, uh, one home run. Cease's ERA at 5.58. Uh, Aaron uh, Bummer, two thirds of an inning, three hits, four earned runs, a walk, zero strikeouts. Aaron Bummer's ERA, 10.80. Uh, that rough April has now turned into a very rough May uh, for Bummer. Sox offense, five runs, eight hits, uh, two for seven with runners in scoring position. Vaughn and Alberto. Uh, they had big, uh, big games in Cincinnati. They each had two RBIs on Monday. Sheets again with that big home run. Uh, White Sox, they've got the right man on the mound on Tuesday. Lucas Giolito has been very consistent lately in the Sox. They absolutely have to get back on track right away. Uh, more on that in a moment. So Mr. Consistency as of late, Lucas Giolito on the hill for the Sox Tuesday. It's another 6.40 Central Time start uh, in Kauffman Stadium. 
Uh, Giolito is nine and five with an ERA of 3.67 and 119 strikeouts in 20 appearances versus the Royals in his career. Uh, Giolito faced the Royals three times last season, and it was really a mixed bag of results, uh, win, loss, and no decision. Uh, Giolito has been arguably the most reliable pitcher for the White Sox lately. Uh, last start was against the Twins. He went seven innings, gave up only two hits, one earned run. It was a, a home run. The previous start, uh, six and two-thirds innings, eight hits, only two earned runs. So Giolito's last five starts, uh, he has gone six innings or more and, and really not giving much up either. You got to go all the way back to that weekend series in Pittsburgh where he had, I think it was the Friday game. I think it was the first game of the series. Uh, where he got absolutely mashed. And, uh, uh, you know, we were like, well, this is it. I mean, this is now the Giolito uh, who he's going to be. And he has turned it around. So we need him. We need him to stop. And and the Sox have to sweep the rest of this series. Uh, they absolutely have to. Um, you know, look, they, they can't play this game of, of win a couple, you know, lose a couple. You know, they, they can't. They have to go on a run. They have to take care of business. And, and again, the Sox, that's the other thing. We think, and, and I guess I should say, I think, and this is because I just have a clouded perception as a diehard Sox fan, like, oh, we should absolutely bury the Royals. We should bury, uh, you know, Detroit when we face them and these other teams. But I, I have to remind myself, the Sox are not a good team right now, okay? And these other teams are, are just licking their chops. They cannot wait to face the Sox because the numbers don't lie. And, and the Sox proved it with uh, Monday's pitching performance. So they have to figure it out somehow. I mean, they're saying all the right things. Pedro's saying the stuff, you know, you're hearing from leaders like Lance Lynn of don't panic, stay confident, you know, but I, I got to see results. I mean, we, we just need to see a string of consistent, solid baseball, uh, offensively defense and uh, pitching. So, uh, hopefully Lucas Giolito is the stopper and the Saxon go on a bit of a streak here. Uh, thank you so very much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere uh, you find your podcast. We are on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Hey, and don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, pass it along to other White Sox fans uh, in your life. Sox take on the Royals. Lucas Giolito on the hill. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search White Sox. Uh, thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen every day. Hey, everydayers, on the next episode, I will recap Lucas Giolito's outing. Hopefully be celebrating a White Sox winner. Appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Borowski. Until next time. Go Sox!